It's my last ditch effort mm-hmm. to ask God to take away being gay. And, <laughs> and through that walk, it was such a hard walk physically, mm-hmm. but I, you know, I did it alone, but along the way I met people and we formed a family yeah. and I, uh, grew to, um, be glad that I was born gay. Wow. That's beautiful. You know, and I didn't ask God to change me. Mm. What's up, y'all? My name's Leticia, and you're listening to Confessions from the Closet, a podcast all about vulnerability and overcoming. It's time we get ourselves unstuck from these boxes and these closets that we've allowed ourselves to be trapped in. We're so much bigger than these boxes we've been in. It's time we go deep, y'all. So it's interesting because... I don't have like a really like um, coming out story that's a s- small time frame. Mm-hmm. It's a very large yeah. time frame. And so involved in church since really young and um, at the time in my life I couldn't even say the word homosexual mm-hmm. or gay. And so when I was able to do that, I uh, I had a girlfriend and I was engaged to be married. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so it, um, I, uh, you know, had a girlfriend, we were engaged to be married and I just started being really convicted. Like I should really say something mm-hmm. before we get married. Yeah. And so that's sort of when all that started, I said, Hey, and I couldn't even say the word, like I'm gay. I said, Hey, I struggle with homosexuality. Mm-hmm. And she was, oh, that's not a big deal. We can, we can deal with this. And she, um, she was a little bit like not very confronted, you know, she didn't like confrontation and stuff. And so I wanted to pursue counseling. And so I found, um, the support groups Mm -hmm. to try to change that. Cause we both said, yeah, we think we can get rid of this. We just thought, you know, it's, it's not a, Christian thing. Yeah. This is a deal. You know, I'm surely there's an explanation for Mm -hmm. this. And so, um, I pursued counseling and then I found support groups and then ended up landing in, um, with Exodus International. Okay. And I never was involved with the national team of people. I just was in my local chapter. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I wouldn't, it was very, very strange um, because it actually ended up being very good for me mm-hmm. because I, I went through all that and it was years and years and years and um, came out on the other side really close to God, mm-hmm. <clears throat> not really angry, but just saying, you know what, I uh, God is going to rather... I be gay and mm-hmm. be alive than take my own life. Yeah. You know, because that's, that was kind of an option, you know, and that was, you know, and I really am cautious because I know s- sometimes in, in, in the stories we tell, mm-hmm. I think we find ourselves trying to, um, tell like all the heinous things that happened to us Yeah, because, you know, but I don't, I don't necessarily like to focus on yeah. those things, but, um, you know, so that happened mm-hmm. and it was hard and, 
um, but ended up just telling my wife, I said, I am so, so sorry because we, we tried so hard. Mm -hmm. Um, and I said, I'm sorry. I don't, this is not right. I can't authentically Mm -hmm. do this. And that word authentic, you know, comes up a lot in these conversations. I can't, I can't do this. You know, Mm -hmm. I can't do it. And so we got a divorce and, you know, we, it was amicable. We kind of stayed friends, you know, not chum buddies. Mm -hmm. And, um, And I'm, and until the most recent documentary that came out, yeah. I didn't realize um, how that had affected me really. Mm-hmm. You know, because I, I, you know, believe with all my heart that um, I, I choose to stay in relationship mm-hmm. with God, and and uh, and I know humans have faults, and so I'm not going to, to like, I'm just not the type of person to be at the front of the marching line to Mm -hmm. say, this group of people really, really messed me up and they're going to pay and, you know, they should, you know, and so I just kind of went on with life and, um, but when I think you had posted this documentary coming out Mm -hmm. and I'm like, huh, that's interesting. And so I clicked on it and I was emotionally wrecked just by watching the trailer. Wow. And it was a surprise to me. Mm-hmm. And I, I called Rafa, and then I called some other buddies that had been in that program with me. Um, and I had full-on anxiety. I was in a, And wow. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't really talk to anybody, you know. And I, I tried to talk to some family, but they didn't fully understand. And so yeah. I, I can't watch that. And it's not because I'm so fragile. It's just I... I uh, I probably still have some things I'd need to still deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I don't even look at that time as so tragic. Like I don't hate anybody at all. Mm-hmm. It just felt like this, you know, I felt like um, <clears throat> on this side of it, looking at that trailer of that documentary, I felt kind of like a person that had been kidnapped and maybe brainwashed. Yeah. And, that makes sense. And then I kind of, and then all of a sudden you're brought to the television to be like, oh wow, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, and I'm older, of course, and so I I can't necessarily watch that. I don't know if Rafa has. Um. And so, all that to say, my coming out wasn't a short. You know, I spent many many years mm-hmm. with my family knew I struggled with homosexuality and it was really, um, something that put me in a good light with them because I was this martyr that was struggling so well and just great Christian. Um, and you know, I had a few occurrences over the years that, um, when I would be involved in churches and they would find out about that, Mm. they would yank me from, um, being the Sunday school teacher. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. And, And you're just, so, um, when I finally uh, made a decision to just accept myself, mm-hmm. you know, um, that's when some things happened. Mm-hmm. You know, some changes happened. And it's interesting, you know, like I, some things that you have said um, really rang true with me. You know, I uh, um, just admitted, 
you know, God made me this way. Yeah. And it was hard to say that as a Christian. Mm-hmm. But then you have this growth um, that happens. Um, and you, and that's, that's one of the crusts mm-hmm. where your family members that are um, Christian have a hard time with, mm-hmm. you know, and so... And I don't want to tell everything, I guess. I, so that's, that's yeah. I don't know if that covered what your first question was. Yeah, just, um, did you know when you were younger? I did. And that's I did, when you told and, them? And, and it was funny because I, it's hard maybe to explain this because I think that our world, both uh, all, all people involved in this society, mm-hmm. they only see the erotic part of yes. homosexuality. Mm. They, they eroticize everything. And yeah. so I, I knew as a child, but I certainly couldn't put words to it. Yeah. And I, I certainly didn't eroticize it. No. You know, at all. But um, yeah, I knew. And then when I told my mom, you know, she knew. And it made mm-hmm. me mad that she knew. Mm. And kind of didn't usher me into helping myself or something. Yeah. It was funny. Um, and then she told me I could never tell my dad because <laughs> it would kill him. That's what she said. Yeah, it would kill yeah. him. Literally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, that's crazy. I didn't for a long time. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people do. I didn't tell my dad. My brother told my dad. Oh, really? Yeah, so then well, I was mad at the time, but then when I, I was like, oh, I'm glad I didn't have to do that. <laughs> he got it out of the way. And then my dad called my mom for a while. She was like, how did you not know? You knew? She's like, it was obvious. Yeah. Yeah. We it's, raised the same kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I had a couple of weeks buffer before I had to talk to him. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. But now he loves Samadhi, so it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, was it hard still going to church after you were accepting that? Was that harder? Or did you take a break? Mm-hmm. I sure did. <laughs> sure, sure did. <laughs> Um, I, remember I told God mm-hmm. that, um, I had spent all my, cause I was this kid, like, you know, I was raised Southern Baptist, but my parents weren't super strict. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not this, cause in our family, you know, my parents smoked and our family culture dancing is really important. They didn't drink, but, and so... Mm-hmm. We weren't strict, but I was the one that would make my family get up and go to church. Oh, really? I was this super dork. Um, and, you know, we would have youth group and during like revival, I would preach, you oh, know. Wow. And so I was, re- and I was very rigid. And so <clears throat> I've changed. I'm, I'm kind of not the same person I was, mm-hmm. but um, I, this might make me emotional. I'm not sure, oh. but I told God, when I think God's strong enough to hear this, I said, you know what? I've pursued you all my life. And I was probably early 30s, late 20s, early 30s, let's say. I said, I pursued you all my life. Mm. And you're hard to pursue. You're invisible, you know. And I said, so you're going to pursue me for a while. Mm. That's good. <laughs> and he did. And I say he, you know, there's, it's also funny how I, I you know, that's one of my closeted beliefs Mm -hmm. you know it's i'm you know i don't god jesus and the holy spirit i think very fluid with our gender so that's one of my closet yeah i totally agree and so 
And God pursued me because I went into a lot of darkness mm. with um, not drugs, but just a lot of dark places, you know, I went into a lot of dark places and God came with me. Mm-hmm. And um, he was always, always, always there, made himself super, super known. Um, I stopped reading the Bible and he gave me these literature books, this historic, these historical fiction books mm-hmm. and pursued me. I read um, this historical fiction book called Mexico by James Michener. Mm-hmm. And in that book, it made me learn because that what that book is about, and of course it's not reality, but I have I believe that this happened. Um, one of the main points in that book is that an indigenous people group in Mexico, I don't even remember the name, mm-hmm. one of the women who was a really important figure in their tribe, she and, and her tribe at the time were doing human sacrifices. Wow. And so she... Um, became convicted inside of herself saying this is wrong and mm-hmm. kn- started to know who God and Jesus were. And then the wow. Spaniards came, the conquistadors, and they claimed they introduced her to him. And she said, no, 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 no. Oh, wow. I knew this person before you came. And that's my lesson. Yeah. You know, that God is going to pursue me. And mm-hmm. it wasn't warm fuzzies. It was just, he was there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's awesome. That's what I always say is like, I met God in such a nice, intimate way mm-hmm. after coming out. Mm-hmm. Cause the God I knew and believed in before was, didn't like me, didn't mm-hmm. like that part of me, was mean, was hateful because I was this mistake as I thought. Mm-hmm. And then I came out and it was like, when everyone else left me, he was there while I was sad, while I was trying to find my way, he was there. Yeah. And that's like the Jesus. I'm like, that's the one that can change the world. Yeah. Not yeah. the rigid yeah. hammer that we grew up knowing. Yeah. The sledgehammer. Yeah. Cause we had this thing about us that we were told was not okay. Mm-hmm. So I love that, that you, that he pursued you wherever you were. You mm-hmm. didn't need a building or yeah, no anything. And I, that book, I'll have to check that out. That's, it's a good book. Yeah. It's very good. I like that. Especially if you have, I don't know. Do you have Mexican roots? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Both of us. Yeah. It's very, yeah. You'll like it then. Yeah. It's cool. That, yeah, we're into like the Viking show. So when you said human sacrifice, I'm like, oh, they were probably serving Odin or something. <laughs> like fascinated by the history. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah. When, when Pray Away came out, we watched it and we tried to do a podcast around it. It was so hard to film and do that. But it's just crazy the things, like you said, brainwashed. Mm-hmm. But I think I wasn't even in conversion, but like I believed so many of the things they said yeah. through church. Yeah. And it does feel like brainwashing. Yeah. Believing you're such a terrible thing, just yeah. existing. The one thing that I remember learning, and I, I want to take full responsibility because I was a grown ass adult man, you know? Yeah. And uh, but we were taught that homosexuality is nothing but, um, oh my gosh, that word just left me. When you worship someone else, it's a very churchy word. Idol. 
idolatry. Idolatry. <laughs> it's nothing but idolatry. Mm-hmm. And and I was convinced of that, you know, mm-hmm. and and so I part of my process is was kind of weird. I uh, before I was officially separated from my wife, I went to language school in Costa Rica, wow. and I invited her to come with me. And I said, "Hey, let's do this together." And and she said, "No." And so we were apart. And while I was at this language school, so the language school was set up for missionaries, but they would mm-hmm. allow non-missionaries to go if you had a letter from your pastor or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so um, I was there, and I was, not because I didn't like them, but all the missionaries would get together in chapel, and they would speak English. And I was, like, um, yeah. trying not to speak English. Yeah. But I was also a super observer like it bordered on voyeurism and so I would observe how idolatrous they treated their husbands and wives mm. and I'm thinking hmm so I wonder if you know if that is something yeah I could look at and so I sort of did and so after my Costa Rica language school experience that's sort of when I made a turning point and I, I came that's when I came back and I told my wife I said I can't I can't do this and mm-hmm. I'm convinced this is not idolatry. This is true. Yeah. You know, and then uh, it was interesting shortly after that, you know, this is one of those things that my Christian family and friends just couldn't do and almost couldn't hear from me. I started to um, pray for my future husband. Wow. And, um, you know, God gave me all kinds of uh, visions Mm. about that and my wedding. Wow. And it was really wonderful. And so once I was home, you know, visiting, um, I'd ask my mom, I said, do you think that it would be possible for you to think about maybe praying for my husband too? Mm-hmm. And she said, hmm, I'll have to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was kind of funny. That's sweet. I love that, that you prayed for him. And so then how long after that did you meet him? A long, long time. So... I started in probably 1999 or 98 praying mm-hmm. for him. Yeah. And then Raphael and I didn't meet until 2007. Wow. That was a long wait. Yeah. Yeah. How did you meet him? Some friends set us up. Mm-hmm. And because uh, I had a very close friend getting married to one of his very close friends. And we lived in different parts of the country. Mm-hmm. And they lived in Texas. And so... Uh, Raphael spent time in seminary, so he's really a spiritual person, and a lot of people look to him mm-hmm. for a bunch of spirituality. So they had asked, and this was way before it was legal anywhere, and so they were just mm-hmm. doing a ceremony, yeah, because. And so he was the celebrant, okay. And so, and those two guys speak Spanish, and anyway, so the two men asked all the people standing in their wedding to write their vows, mm-hmm. but they wanted to not know what they were until their wedding. Wow. So we turned our vows into Raphael. Um, and so I wanted to write them in Spanish, and I knew Rafa spoke Spanish. Um, and let me back up a little bit. <laughs> the two guys are really super anal with planning, and so they planned their marriage a whole year in advance, their wedding. Mm-hmm. And so they had been meeting with Raphael a year before they were getting married. And so anyway, they told Rafa that he was potentially going to meet his future husband and me that year before. Wow. They didn't tell me until maybe three weeks before because they they know they knew me really well and mm-hmm. they knew I would go crazy. 
And it's true, I would have, you know, with research or whatever. So when they told me I did finally write the vows and I uh, emailed or something those vows to Raphael and I said, hey, can you check these for Spanish and blah, blah, blah. And he wrote back, yeah, but I think it'd be better if we talk on the phone. Mm. And so this is where it gets kind of freaky. And so he called and as soon as I heard his voice, I said, hmm, is it you? You said it? I said that out loud. And he said, yeah, it's me. Mm. And we both, and we, we talked for hours and hours and hours. We, and we bawled. And I mean, it, mm. it was so weird. I love, you're going to make me cry, Dad. <laughs> That's so sweet. Yeah. I love that. And it's, and it's like we, um, I, I've said this before on, on film because mm-hmm. uh, we, he was involved in this, uh, I'm going to forget what the name of that is. Dang it. There is a, um, on a, on the West coast, there's a festival that kind of builds itself as a film festival, mm-hmm. um, to help bridge the gap between Christians and LGBTQ community. Yeah, you have to, I can add it in the notes. Yeah, I'll have to um, tell you what that Anyway, so he was a featured artist at that one year. Okay. And um, then at that festival, there was this, um, I don't know what is wrong with me. I'm forgetting everything. <laughs> there, and I can tell you that later, there was this um, guy there who would do interviews, mm-hmm. and his gifting was asking the questions. And they would film these people having someone else ask the questions. And it was, maybe it's that thing, the streetcar named Desire has a famous line in it. I've always felt more comfortable with strangers. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, um, maybe it was that, but this guy drew vulnerability out of people. Yeah. And so I said this on the film once because the guy at Rafa asked me, why do you love me? Mm -hmm. And it's like, I don't know why. You know, it's... It just is, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, there, you, there's a lot of reasons. Like I, I think you're really handsome, you know, you're smart and we have good conversation. I said, but the truth is I don't know why I love you so much. And I sometimes get really emotional because I don't know if everybody's going to be able to feel true love. Yeah. And this is the uh, truest form of love I've ever felt in my life. I mean, wow. you know, it goes beyond, you know, a love for God or a love for your parent. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, and it's, you can't put words to it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. That's sweet. No, oh, he's wonderful. We yeah. love Rafa. He is. We've missed him. They're so sweet. Yeah, you'll get to see him in yeah. a couple of days. Yeah, I'm excited. We'll have to come by. I love that. Was it easier by then for your family? No, 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 no. Um, because I had not, they were not open for meeting any boyfriends, Mm -hmm. anybody I dated. Um, my dad made it, he said the words, you know, you never bring anybody home, Mm -hmm. you know, when I, you know, I don't want to meet anybody and you'll never bring them home. And, and so my sister was like, dad, you don't mean that. And so when it was super serious, I told my family, Hey, I'm going to bring this guy to Amarillo to meet you guys. Cause this is the person, um, you can choose to meet him or not. And, and my mom, it's so funny. She couldn't stay away. And so we weren't allowed to stay with my folks, mm-hmm. but my sister and her husband 
let us stay there. Mm-hmm. And um, Rafa is magical. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and so you can't not love him. Mm-hmm. And so by the end, and literally it was a long weekend. By the end of that, my dad was like, well, so are you guys going to come home for Thanksgiving? <laughs> oh, wow. You know. I love that. Yeah. So. That's so sweet. Mm-hmm. I love that they let y'all stay with them too. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how much just something, such a simple act is so powerful too, though, for us. Yeah, it really is. And, and you know, like I would tell this story to my friends who are gay, because I've heard you kind of talk about this, and they would be so mad at me mm-hmm. because um, Rafa's a, so when, so there was a time, so when we would come home, we would be allowed to go to my parents' house. And mm-hmm. here, just saying that sounds kind of freaky, yeah. allowed to go there, but we weren't allowed to sleep in the same bed. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. and so my gay friends would be so mad at me, uh-huh. you know, they'd be like, ah, that's wrong. You should cut them off. Yeah. And, and Rafa helped me. He supported me. He says, you know what? Anything we can do just to, cause when people have relationship, mm-hmm. this is the magic, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so true. That's something I talked with Matt and Catherine about the other day is just relationship and. Mm-hmm. my role at the church and trying to bridge that gap. Yeah. Because it does get hard. You do, yeah. I get defensive. Of course. When those wounds come up. Yeah. Like, yeah. I should not be nice. And yeah. That's such a hard line. It is. To like show that grace when you're just like, but they hurt me or they're still hurting our community. And yeah. And that's I, hard. I, I do believe that there are people, um, designed to be on those front lines, mm-hmm. like, kind of like war mm-hmm. to do that. I, it's just, that's not my role. Yeah. You know, um, the, the guy that was ahead of my Exodus, um, group in Minneapolis, cause mm-hmm. we lived in St. Paul, Minnesota when I was involved with that, his name was Joe and he was that person. Mm-hmm. He was HIV positive. He was married to a woman and they were both just on the front lines mm-hmm. pushing and pushing, you know, evangelical Christians um, to face this. Yeah. And that wasn't, that was not my role, you know, but there's a, there's a place for that for some people. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It's, it's a hard, I feel like it's my calling, but it's mm-hmm. such a hard, I try to tell money, I don't care. And she's like, you actually really care and you're very sensitive and yeah. tender. And I think that's where it, that's needed. Yeah. You have to be because then you're still human. Yeah. But those walls want to go. And that's something like I've been doing the 75 hard challenge. So I haven't had alcohol for 32 days, 33, no, 34 days. And that's a big deal. Yeah, it is. So I like a glass of whiskey daily, (laughs) at least one glass. Um, Impressive. But the main reason was to try to dig into those traumas Mm -hmm. and heal them. Because I was like, I found more. I found a church where I was accepted and put on a worship team and gave given leadership, essentially. Mm-hmm. But I never healed the wounds. Mm-hmm. Those were still there. Mm-hmm. And then I find, like, I see a new person. And I'm like, oh, they're staring at me because they know I'm gay and they're judging me. And Trey's like, also probably because they recognize you from stage. And they're like, oh, I bet that's... I'm like, no, I automatically go yeah. to the judgment. Yeah. Which I realize is a trigger. Yeah. And you're pretty. Yeah, Daryl used to tell me that. Yeah, was, people don't... It is, I always have this philosophy that pretty people sometimes don't know how to handle being pretty. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you're one of maybe you're maybe you're one of those, but you are a pretty person, mm-hmm. and maybe you don't know how to because it is true. They're just looking at you because you're so attractive. Daryl would tell me that. And I was like, no, Daryl, they, they're like, she's a lesbian. He's like, no, they think you're pretty. I'm like, no, Daryl. Like, we would argue about it. <laughs> and I was convinced. That's He's funny. like, yeah, okay, it's because you're pretty. Yeah. <laughs> like, whatever, Daryl. Yeah, or that was always our conversation. And so, I mean, even you talking about the trailer and those triggers and that trauma, it's such mm. a, I just finally got to that point where I was like, I need to heal this or I can't do the work I feel that I'm yeah. supposed to. Good point. Because I'll have too many walls. They keep jumping up. Yeah, good point. From something that this person probably hasn't even done to me. Yeah. But I have all that wrath inside. Yeah. I'm like, I think that's my Hispanic side that comes out and just ready to fight. Yeah. I'm like, golly. But, um, yeah. So... Y'all had your conversation. I really like this story. And y'all just knew. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, there was just no question after that. And we did the stereotypical lesbian thing. Y'all you hauled it. I U hauled my butt <laughs> from lovely Austin, Texas mm. to Allentown, Pennsylvania. Wow. How did y'all end up back in Amarillo? Um, so we were moved from Allentown to Washington, D.C. Because mm-hmm. Washington, D.C. is the coolest place on earth to live. It's a big city. Anyway, um, when we were living in D.C., my mom started to get sick with dementia. Okay. And um, it was really noticeable. <laughs> and I swore and I pointed my finger at Rafa. I said, I'm not going back to that city. I will not live in that town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And he said, Poppy. <laughs> Hey, we have to go and help. Yeah. So we did. We came in 2011 to help out with my mom. Wow. Because he served at Moore on the, what, the prayer? The... Um, prayer nights or something? It was, yeah, healing and prophecy. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, he did some other stuff. There was the prayer time too, mm-hmm. before services or something. I don't know. Yeah. Because when I came in, they had told me, yeah, we've had one guy that served. And it was, I hadn't met y'all yet. Yeah. And then I came in, and I was the next couple that we came in. And there we were yeah. with our <laughs> child. Your child. <laughs> it, it's funny because you, something your mom had said is something I always told Rafa. Because um, I was, I have always been very, very tentative going to any church mm-hmm. even more even though my I have super strong connections to more yeah. <clears throat> I said Rafa it's still an evangelical church mm-hmm. and at some point they're going to require you to do something about this mm-hmm. you know and they never did yeah you know your mom had mentioned that is like I I'm so afraid yeah that they're then gonna start praying that we get divorced or praying that Rafa meets a woman and yeah you know yeah that's crazy that you thought the same thing and Daryl and all of our meetings um would say I never I never want to see you and Maddie or Doug and Rafa get divorced ever it would break my heart and he he told me and Maddie if you ever need counseling yeah me and Wendy don't know all the same things but we'll do our best (laughs) like he offered that and I just that always made me feel so special yeah because he never wanted 
to not see us together. Yeah. And he never wanted us to leave either. Yeah. It's like, if something comes up and you feel that way, please come talk to me. Yeah. And I think that was such a special, I mean, obviously we all know that he was such a big part of the heart of Warren. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad we knew him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, and I love how y'all met. That's just so sweet. That's great. It is. And we, I always picture myself having kids with Rafa, but it just, we, we met late and it was too old. And, and I say the too old thing, but I'm super, it's kind of well known in our circle of friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. That I'm super into DNA and, mm-hmm. and ancestry, but also DNA where comes into play with your health and your metabolism. And I've learned some things about my DNA that I probably am, I've never put it to the test, but I'm probably infertile mm-hmm. just for some DNA things that I know about myself. And yeah. I think that my stuff might be too slow or sticky or whatever. Yeah, something. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy that there's, I mean, you see so much infertility now. Yeah. It and is, just straight couples. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. There's and a lot of toxicity. I mean, you wouldn't believe even, you might know this, but so, you know, you know this about me. I'm a pharmacist and a nutritionist. Mm-hmm. But as a nutritionist, I've seen so many clients that are young men that have super low testosterone. And it's this growing mm-hmm. problem all over our country. And I think it's the toxicities, you know, it's just, a, it's a problem. It's yeah. an issue. And the food and then the air. Yeah. Yeah. All the well, chemicals, not even just that, but yeah, all the chemicals. But there's a, a, a toxic load on our body is so crazy. Yeah, even from your toothpaste, your yeah. hair products, your yeah. Oh my hair! That's one of those products I would t- can take it out. <laughs> well, I mean, but you can get good non-toxic stuff. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, because we've switched toothpaste, laundry detergent, mm-hmm. body wash, shampoo, like try to keep it as clean as possible yeah. as soon as i found out i was like and it was around the time i was either pregnant or right after i had apollo i just realized how hard it was and yeah how hard it was for me to even get pregnant and i come from a very fertile family yeah and yeah i've always had issues with my cycle so i was like okay well i don't want to put this on my kids yeah. you know i want them to be able to have kids if they want to have kids and do everything i can to help them do that i guess (laughs) i'm like "Mm, what's the word (laughs) yeah um i was gonna ask you oh so knowing about dna do you know or have you done any research on just that we're born this way no no i mean i've 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 heard of articles Mm -hmm. about that Mm -hmm. um there's not but i don't think that there's an overwhelming study yeah of that um And you know, I don't, I'm super scientific yeah. and I dig for answers, but there are some things that I don't feel like I have to know. Yeah. And because I just, and part of it might be just, I want um, people to take me at my word. Mm-hmm. You know, why, why do I have to explain yeah. this? And that's kind of a chip on my shoulder. But um, having said that, I find it super interesting, little bitty things like this. So one thing I know about my own DNA and the, when I look at DNA, I look at the what's called mutations or mm-hmm. SNPs, single nucleotide P. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, these SNPs, um, and 
I have this mutation that most women have this mutation really? that gives them empathy for their children. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have that. And so it yeah. makes, you know, I understand now why I have this strong empathy for people and it helps mm. me in my job and, yeah, you know, whatever. But, <clears throat> but as far as people, I'd recent have a recent massage therapist ask me, you know, and she's, you know, Protestant evangelical Christian and but she's very bold and felt mm-hmm. comfortable asking me questions. She said, Well, do you think, you know, since you're a scientist that like some kind of something went wrong in your mother's womb with flooding you with estrogen? And <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I don't think so. Just be honestly, just because um all kinds of crazy things happen to mm-hmm. women women's hormones when yeah. they're pregnant. Yes. Like things we don't know, things we do know. And and the majority of children, mm-hmm. we know this, don't, aren't gay. Yeah. <laughs> They're, we are the minority. Yeah. You know, and so it's not the majority. And so I think all those issues that could happen, whether you're mm-hmm. being sprayed with DEET when mm-hmm. you're pregnant. Yeah. Or you, you know, how many women keep taking their birth control pills because they don't know they're pregnant, mm. you know? Um, and the hormones and that. Yeah. I didn't think of And so I don't think it's that. Yeah. And I think, I don't even think it's a mutation. No. I think it's just some, because, you know, even um, in the animal kingdom, mm-hmm. you know, we're part of the animal kingdom, there's, there's plenty of examples of same-sex yeah. stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just think it's part of the equation yeah. and that's hard for Christians to hear sometimes, mm-hmm. but I think it's part of the equation. Yeah. And, um, I can remember when I, um, made a turn, you know, this is something I kind of do want to address because I, this is my, one of my beefs that mm-hmm. I, if, if someone listens to this, yeah, I want them to be helped by this. Mm-hmm. I don't want to argue about it with anybody. I just, if someone's listening, I want them to be helped by this. Yeah. So I uh, did a pilgrimage in another country where you walk, it's, a, it's called, in Spanish, it's called El Camino de Santiago de Compostela. Mm-hmm. And it's the pilgrimage of St. James. Okay. And to me, how I was educated, because I lived in Spain, was that it's originated in Spain, mm-hmm. but really all over Europe there are Caminos. And so I did what I call the traditional one, where you walk like 480 miles, you know, and you, and so it also, I'm not Catholic, but I know a little bit about Catholicism. I did it in the year of Jubilee. Okay. Which, if you do that, if you do the pilgrimage in the year of Jubilee, couple of things you get, I could be saying this wrong, so please forgive me if you're Catholic and blah, 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 and I'm mm-hmm. getting it wrong, but you, your slate gets wiped clean. Wow. And you get to ask for a couple of miracles. Mm-hmm. And so I, it's my last ditch effort mm-hmm. to ask God to take away being gay. And, <laughs> and through that walk, it was such a hard walk physically, mm-hmm. but I, you know, I did it alone, but along the way I met people and we formed a family. Yeah. And I uh, grew to um, be glad that I was born gay. Wow, that's beautiful. You know, and I didn't ask God to change me. Mm. You know, and and so 
<clears throat> when I came back to this country and I was intentionally making myself have relationship with my family, you know, I, uh, I wouldn't yell it or be stern, but when my parents would try to say, well, if you just had a chance to mm. meet the right girl or, and I would just try to gently say, no, I want to be gay. This is, this is how I'm glad I'm, I'm a, this is, makes me part of who I am and mm -hmm. a great person. Yeah. And, and that was hard for them to hear. And I know that. And so I wasn't like yelling it yeah. or wearing it on my t-shirt, you know, but that was a hard thing, mm -hmm. you know, to say, I kind of prefer, I'm glad I prefer this because I don't, I don't think I would want to be a straight guy. Yeah. And that's a turn as a Christian that's really hard to make. Mm -hmm. But you can make that. Yeah. And so I don't... And so anyway, that in addition to this, because I've heard you say on here too... Well, I don't want to say that because I don't want you to think I'm criticizing you. No. I'm not. And I, you know, this is one of my beefs still with the church is that people say, oh... You know, we're not going to judge homosexuality because it's just a sin like any other sin. Yeah. And and I just want to make it super clear with with my family and wherever I'm going to church mm -hmm. is that I am a sinner. I am a sinner. Yeah. But Rafa and I, this is not sin. Yeah. This, you know, and so that's hard mm -hmm. for some people to swallow, and I don't want it to be, you know. Whatever, but that's just my belief system. Yeah. And I, you know, I was like, this is the truth of where I'm coming from that you mm -hmm. need to know. Like, I am a sinner, but this, this here isn't. is not sin. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. That, um, and, and, and you can still be, you know, like one of the, I think the main things of your podcast is to, communicate to people that it's not a choice between being gay or Christian yeah. or in, in fellowship, mm -hmm. you know, you can, you can, can be both. You can be both. Yeah. Cause we were told we couldn't Yeah, for so long. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a hard, you can say that and then doing that. Yeah. That's another thing too. It is like right now. Cause I know my biggest fault is when I get so stirred up Mm-hmm. And then my anger comes out or my ego comes out mm -hmm. and that's where I come from. And I'm trying to learn to like really take a deep breath before. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm doing the work I'm doing on myself right now is to better serve and communicate mm -hmm. because I realize a lot of that comes from my wounds, but also seeing that it's still happening mm -hmm. to our community and the younger generations and mm -hmm. even us. And uh, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, we didn't choose it and that's not my sin. And um, I'm really excited about the 1946 film, just exposing how it all came about and the translation. Oh, I haven't heard about this. Is yeah, I interviewed talking? the director in one of the, I think, I don't know, one of the first 10 <clears throat> episodes. Okay, so it's going to be, it is a documentary. Mm-hmm. And um, the main person is an author called Kathy Baldock, and her and another person who's a gay man did all the research. They found all the documents from when the RSV was changed huh. in 1946 and the word homosexual was put into the Bible. I'm so excited. Yeah. 
And so they're doing the work, and I think it's going to be in a film festival this summer, but it's supposed to be released hopefully. Level level ground. That might be. No, no, I'm saying. Oh, that's what it was that's, called. That's the okay. film festival from back way in back the, in the day. In the conversation, no level our, level ground. Okay, yeah, but they'll be in a documentary. Okay, cool. And then, um, my friend I posted recently. He is from Austin, and he just did a whole sermon series on homophobia and transphobia in the church and backed it with scripture and oh, wow. talked about eunuchs, talked about um, sexual minorities and stuff like that and just backed it. And it was beautiful. Like me and Maddie were very touched and it was healing to hear. Oh, wow. Because he's been working on this for a long time. Um, but there's that the work's being done. Like, I know mm -hmm. that that's not my job mm -hmm. to do the scripture. I'm like, that's not my calling. I think storytelling's more like oh, yeah. what I feel. Um, but I'm glad there's people who are doing the work and the research in this film. And then people like my friend Zach are really going to like help people hear it. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes I, I say this all the time, people, we don't really read our Bibles. Mm-hmm. We just take scriptures mm -hmm. or what we've heard and then repeat it and mm -hmm. don't do our own prayer and research. And mm -hmm. when I came out, that was what I did was my mom taught me to research, but you don't just research the side you're for. You have to do yeah. both or it's not valid. Yeah. And I had to read books that were against and told me why and books that were for. And eventually I realized that all the books that were against all sounded the same, very weak arguments not backing and eventually God was like stop researching I've already told you I made mm -hmm. you this way it's mm -hmm. enough you don't have to research anymore so I was finally stopped that's cool yeah I, th I found a book the other day that I was reading when he told me to stop and I only had gotten like a quarter of the way through like I could tell when I stopped reading it where mm -hmm. my underline stopped and I remember because he said that's enough mm. you don't have to research like mm. I didn't mess up so okay <laughs> like okay Put the book yeah, down. it's relaxing. Yeah, because I like to research and back the things I say and not mm -hmm. come with just hearsay. Mm -hmm. so, can I ask you, because I was thinking about this earlier, so you're moving to Florida. Mm -hmm. What do you think about the parental rights, child, whatever, don't say gay pills, but we've yeah. come to call it. Yeah, I think it's really tragic mm -hmm. um so yeah i don't know what's gonna yeah. happen it's funny because you know we don't have kids mm -hmm. but we have nieces and nephews in the system there in the school system um but i guess i also am having hope that some of that stuff might be reversed because i think there's a a change happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, it doesn't... So I don't think it's permanent. Yeah. That's been my hope. Yeah. But um, even if it is, you know, I had... <clears throat> and I don't... I don't know the details of yeah. it. Um, but I did have someone ask me, you know, isn't it okay for that bill because it's for such young group of people. Mm -hmm. And I thought, and I thought, I'm like, well, no. I mean, why? Sh sure, like maybe we don't need to teach those kids about any kind of erotic 
Anything. Action. Anything. Yeah. You know, why does it have to be specific to, you know, gays? Um, and it is interesting how, you know, it's people in our society are going to always have two same-sex parents, like no matter where yeah. you are. Mm-hmm. And so if those <clears throat> kids can't give reports, I don't know, it just seems yeah. really awkward and absurd. Mm-hmm. And so I don't, I don't know how that's going to turn out, but yeah. I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm, I am. I'm hopeful they'll see. And I've heard it's very vague mm-hmm. from what I understand. And so the language is super confusing. Mm-hmm. But that's, um, I mean, one, a lot of us knew when we were that age. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, I have a pile of books over there that we talked about on last week's episode. And I was like, just getting to see yourself in a book, in a children's book, mm-hmm. is very powerful and healing. Mm-hmm. I'm 34 years old, and I saw my family in one and cried at TJ Maxx. And that's how important it is. Yeah. You know? Because if those kids know and they were like, okay, I'm safe, that's what you're telling them. Yeah. I'm safe being who I am. That's suicide prevention. Yeah. That's so powerful. It is. You're not teaching, like you said, when you knew, it wasn't an erotic thing. It was just, just know. Yeah. There's something different about me. Yeah. yeah. It's very hard to convey that to people that are not gay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that it, there's no eroticism. Yeah, it's not at all. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think is heartbreaking is that it's always been that way. Mm-hmm. And there was never an example as I was yeah. growing up to say something that was positive. You can be this and you can have success and you can have love and you can have faith yeah. and you can have children and they can be happy and healthy and very mm-hmm. amazing as I believe both of my children are. Yeah, it's it's interesting because, you know, a lot of people talk about having role models Mm -hmm. and I just, I can't even imagine, but I I do sometimes try to imagine what that would have been like, Yeah, you know, to have a role model. I mean, like life would be so different, Mm -hmm. like so healthy and so strong. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. That's what I, I had that meeting the other day and I was like, Marty reminded that, them. She's like, Leticia is not fighting for herself. She's standing up for the people who she sees being bullied. Mm-hmm. And she's very passionate about it. And I say, I'm always trying to be the voice for my younger self that I wish mm. I had. Mm-hmm. Because here I am, I've been married almost nine years and these wounds are still there mm-hmm. and they don't have to be. Mm-mm. And it doesn't have to be for the next generation. I don't want them to be 34 trying to heal things because the church hurt them or someone hurt them. Mm-hmm. Because they weren't safe or accepted or mm-hmm. saying, it's normal. You're normal. Mm-hmm. You don't have to understand it. And so that's like where all my drive comes from is there is so much that could have been better if we had someone to look to that looked like what we now have and we're mm-hmm. told we couldn't have. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's crazy how to think about that. Mm-hmm. Oh. One of the things I learned, so like when I got divorced, I I don't know that I did this extremely intentionally, but I think there was some intention. I left my, you know, my culture, my family culture, my country culture. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I moved out of the country and it afforded me the opportunity to not be 
influenced by my religion, by mm. my family, by my... And so it really helped me have a really good perspective. Mm-hmm. And um, I got to see what masculinity was in another culture. Wow. You know, and uh, and every culture has its problems. I'm not saying yeah. there's, you know, and I'm not bashing, but we... Our culture, masculinity in the American culture is a really odd thing. Uh-huh. Super odd. I'm not a woman, so I can't really speak of what femininity is like, yeah. is, you know, but, um, and that squared me away, you know, like uh-huh. to see that it's masculine to write poetry, uh-huh. you know, or, play a sport that's not football. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So it's interesting, our idea uh, in this country of masculinity and femininity. Mm-hmm. That's something we try to do with Apollo and Amaya. Mm-hmm. Is like, you can be whoever you are. I've always told Amaya, if boys want to paint their nails, they can paint their nails. If mm-hmm. girls want to dress how whatever, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. There's no gender norms in our house. It's just be yourself. Mm-hmm. And Apollo is... He's just a whole creature that we are trying to figure out. (laughs) That's funny. He's just, I don't know. I feel like it's working so much better with him. Like, he's just, he's a dinosaur and he wanted to buy a purse the other day. I don't, he loves makeup. He's just, he's just himself. Yeah. And it's really powerful to watch. Yeah. But you also have to protect it because not everyone is on that same page. No. Here, especially. Yeah. I had a cousin that... And this was after, you know, word got out in the family and, mm-hmm. and, um, <clears throat> he contacted me. He says, I think, you know, he's got a big family and he said, what, I think one of my kids is gay. What do I do? Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, you don't know if he is or not, you know, you, you have a perception of, of maybe his behavior <laughs> or what he's drawn to not being as masculine as you do. I said, yeah. so you don't know. So don't try to guess that. I said, but no matter what, how weird or awkward it is that he wants to participate in, do it with him. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm not a parent. So like, you know, take this with a grain of salt. But if he's a little bit interested in dolls or part do it with him yeah and so that just just because that one thing is not going to define that he's gay yeah you know because i've my life has taken me to different places to where you know um some men like to dress in women's clothes but they are not gay Mm -mm. you know yeah and so I don't, I'm not, that. yeah, I'm not, I'm not trying to put anybody in a box, but I'm just saying there's, you know, you can't. And so anyway, that was my advice. Yeah. Just do it, do whatever it is with him. Mm-hmm. Play in the easy bake oven with him. Yeah. That's sweet. That's mm-hmm. good advice. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's, as you were saying that, I think that's why Apollo is so free is just because it's like, we have never tried to put a box on mm-hmm. him. We've done that from the beginning. He's just, and he is. He's all, everything. He's mm-hmm. masculine and he's feminine. Mm-hmm. And it's really fun to watch because, I mean, he's got a lot. He's a lot of energy. 
I don't know. <laughs> what I'm trying to make sure we're cutting out red dye. Yeah. So I'm like, I can tell when he's had it. He's oh, really? that yeah. sensitive. Yeah, he's I mean he's got gluten and dairy sensitivity. So obviously red dye is very obvious when he has it. I'm like that's it. We're done. And sugar. I'm sure you mm-hmm. can tell when he has oh, sugar. He's so sensitive to foods. He's yeah. crazy. But um yeah, he's very free and almost too free. <laughs> He thinks he's 18, so. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, he's, he's so, but I just think it's powerful, and my mom was very, like, I don't know, I feel, say she always raised four hippies. We just do what we do, and we're all over the place. None of us are the same. That's Kind good. of all have our own things. And That's cool. She did a good job, um, which I'm trying to do, but I think that's good advice. Did he end up coming out? Can I ask that? Mm-hmm. So he was? Mm-hmm. Wow. And I bet that was so powerful and healing as far as trauma that he, his dad would do those things with him too. Probably. I don't know. If he did it? If he took the advice? Yeah, I didn't know if he yeah. did it. I, I yeah, don't know. Yeah, but um, I think it could be. Um. Yeah. Have you heard Man Enough, the podcast? No. Oh, yes. You know, I've only heard a little bit because I saw um, Jane... The Virgin. Yeah. Justin Bell. <laughs> and fell in love with that kid. Uh-huh. And so I have heard of that. Yeah. And that's what he's talking about is that we've been taught like men shouldn't yeah. be in touch with their emotions and their feelings. And even like talking about his daughter throwing fits and he's like, he just lets her throw fits in the store and mm-hmm. lets her feel through her emotions because it's, yeah, it's embarrassing. It can be mm-hmm. if you let it be because you're worried about other people. Yeah. But they process emotions so much better when they're adults because they're in tune with them and their feelings and how it's important for men to be aware and that that is masculine. Yeah. And it's a really cool podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I really envy you guys. Oh my gosh. Envy might not be the right word, but for being parents, (laughs) because you're getting the full, the full, you know, experience. Yeah. You know, it is a full experience. Yes. <laughs> you see yourself. That's the problem. Yeah. You say something and then your three-year-old repeats it and you're like, I sound like that. I need to work on that. It's, it's very funny. humbling. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Apollo's the worst though. Because 10 seconds, parent, he's, yeah. he repeats it. You're like, oh my God. You know, I didn't used to have a potty mouth either, but I do now. And mm-hmm. it, I don't, It would if my dogs could repeat, then they would say, be like sailors. Apollo, I'm not even gonna. Maya will not. She's 11. Still won't cuss. She says, Apollo, "Apollo called me the B A word or something." I'm like, "What? He called you a what?" And then he comes behind her and tells me exactly what he said. Like, no shame, no hesitation. She won't say it, but he will. I'm like, okay, just don't say it at church. That's the rule. You can say it. Don't say it at church. No, I would. I would say don't say it at school because then CPA's coming after you. Yeah, well, that's why they're homeschooled. Someone said, "Are you going to send him to school?" I said, "Are you kidding? No, never. He'll get sent home right away." Yeah, yeah. CPS, not CPA. CPS. Yeah, he will. He's... That's so funny. So, you guys have all my respect, and I'm happy for you. Thank you. Because that's so cool. It's fun. It's it's work. Mm-hmm. It's fun. And it's happening so much. It just makes my heart so full, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just happening so much all over. Yeah, I'm People seeing it kids. more yeah. and more. It's more common and yeah. it's, I think it's awesome. That's why I think the bill is so bad. Yeah. Because it's like we're everywhere. 
Yeah. And there will always be gay and trans kids in elementary and middle school and high school forever for the rest They're, of time. Yeah. And it's because it's so different now. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't get that whole thing. It's just a weird situation. So I joke, totally joke, because like many of my gay friends, I call them the city gays, mm -hmm. would come to Amarillo to visit because we're the country gays. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and they were like, I can't, I don't know how you can live there. And yeah. it's just so backward, you know, and I, I don't want anybody to be offended by that. But, mm -hmm. and so we are sort of doing the same thing. And so I tease, you can edit this out if it's more appropriate. <laughs> I tease and say, well, we got our, uh, papers from the gay mission board. <laughs> and we're reassigned to <laughs> this Florida. cow town in Florida, this yeah. small country rural area in Florida. Got mm -hmm. reassigned. That's hilarious. Yeah, sometimes I'm like, why do we live in Amarillo? There's so many other more accepting yeah. places. But but it is good, you know, because it's like uh, Roth and I are right now are listening to this thing, the, the Dow doing this with Wayne Dyer. And, mm. and it's really good because there's an encouragement of... Um, not just in on purpose surrounding yourself with like-minded mm -hmm. people because you could create this fantasy bubble and it's just not real. Yeah. And, um, and so we, we're not going to ever do that. Yeah. That's what I always say. I'm like, I honestly here don't have very many gay friends. Mm -hmm. There's just, I don't know if there's just less or we're not in that scene. Yeah. Like our scene is very different. But I think that's why we've seen so much progress in our circle. Mm -hmm. And it's what we're called to. Yeah, it's true. Mm -hmm. It's not always comfortable. No. Because there's a lot of people who have differences in thought, which is really, it's needed. Yeah. Kind of. You don't, yeah. Me and Catherine don't agree on everything. Me and Madi definitely don't agree on everything. Right. Lots of things. Mm -hmm. But we were raised by two different families. Yeah. So that's... <laughs> Expected. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of things. It's there's, the spice. Yeah, yeah. It is the spice. There's a lot of things we agree on. There's a lot of things we don't agree on. We're working on it. <laughs> working to just stop arguing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, is there anything else you can think of? Oh, I should have made a, a little notes of like for sure what I wanted to communicate, but I think I covered them. Yeah. You know, that um, I'm not, <clears throat> I've been on a podcast mm -hmm. in Amarillo before, but, and it was, wasn't centered around this topic. It was something else, but it weirdly enough, it came out or whatever. Um, and so I'm not someone who wants to be somewhere and talk about myself, Yeah, but it's, I'm, I'm comfortable doing it. I mm -hmm. can do it. And so I thought, you know, do I really want to do a podcast? But yes, I do. Mm -hmm. Because like your goal is basically being, you know, to communicate mm -hmm. and for someone to maybe listen, if it's just one person yeah. and it saves a life, you know, because, you know, suicide is a real deal mm -hmm. with being gay. It is a real deal. If, if this helps someone, um, open up to think about going to church somewhere, yeah, you know, or, um, helps a parent, mm -hmm. you know, that, as a kid that's recently, you know, told them about being gay or something. I just, 
think it's good, for, I don't know, for people to hear and, mm-hmm. and to have that communication without the, um, without it being on TV mm-hmm. with a cable news network and, you know, yeah, shouting or, or saying the vocabulary words that are unique to that cable news network, yeah. you know, and just using, you know, different authentic words and mm-hmm. being yourself, you know? Yeah. So it's, I, so I wanted to do it because of that reason, because you guys are doing some really great work. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really glad you got to come on and I'm glad I, I was like, Oh my gosh, I need to text Doug. He's leaving Wednesday or Thursday. I don't remember which day it was, but I was like, Oh, I forgot. Cause life and yeah, that's what I was like. I'm sorry. It's so late. If I don't do it now, I will totally forget again. Yeah. It's cool. We stayed up watching the movies. So oh, nice. No, we were stayed up playing games last night. That's, that's fun. Well, thank you for doing this. I really, I loved hearing your story and thank you. it was a great conversation. Really appreciate it. Did We're going to miss y'all. Well, thanks. But there's, you can, y'all can come, come to Florida. To Florida as a family. It's a really. We saw the pictures of yeah, your property. Yeah, it's not a beach, but it's like peaceful country. Mm-hmm. You know? I remember the pictures. Yeah. And it's an hour to the beach. So come visit. Yeah. We'll have to get out of here. We like, we're trying to start traveling more, but soccer. (laughs) Dallas, that's where we always are. But thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I'm grateful. It was a great conversation. Yeah. Love it. Hey guys, thanks for listening to my mom's podcast. Be sure to hit that subscribe button, turn on the notifications, and give this video a big thumbs up. Also, thanks for your comments and your feedback. Hey guys, thanks Hey guys, thanks for listening to my podcast. (laughs) Oh gosh.